Maria Nemeth. I'm a PhD psychologist, master certified coach, and the founder and director of the Academy for Coaching Excellence. This podcast is about you and your relationship with money. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Maria, and you are listening to the Energy of Money podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We're actually beginning a three-part series on prosperity, the true nature of prosperity. It's something that I've been interested in for so many years, and I am uh, thrilled to be talking with you about this. This week, it's all about abundance, abundance, or as a friend said to me, a bun dance. So let's look at the nature of abundance, please, because for so many of us, we know that abundance means a lot of something, you know, like when you have an, a, an abundance of flowers in your garden or abundance of bees that are working on the flowers or abundance of ants that you don't want to hang around. So abundance in its really original meaning only means more, more of something. Okay. Now, you might be asking why I'm insisting on this particular definition, because we have many different spiritual definitions, meaning abundance is, is a fullness, a lot of money, a lot of opportunity, a lot of possibility. But I want you to take a look at the use of abundance and how sometimes looking at it in a particular way can actually constrain or restrain our lives rather than allowing us to expand. Now, in order to do this, I ask that you really go with me on a mind trip. If I were with a board, you know, and I could draw something for you, I'd be asking you to draw a circle. So if you have a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen, draw a circle for a moment. And in that circle, I want you to draw or write everything that we encounter in our lives. For example, sometimes we're happy, yes? And sometimes we're sad. Put that one down. Sometimes we feel good. Sometimes we feel bad. Sometimes we have a lot of something. Sometimes we have not so much. Love, you could put that, you could put hate, you could put peace, you could put war. You know, there's a passage in the Bible, to everything there is a season, a time to sow, meaning cast forth the seeds, and a time to bring up that which is sown. In other words, gather forth like wheat from a field. And as I said, there's a time for war, a time for peace. So the Bible really has a great idea, a great true sense of the principle of abundance. Now, I want you to set that drawing aside for a moment. Okay? Let's look at what it's like to live our lives as human beings on this planet. Sometimes, haven't you wanted 
more of something like more money. And here we're talking about this money podcast. Obviously, Dr. Maria, you might say, I, I'd love to have more money. But I'd like you to look at something. Isn't having more money trying to get away from having less money? Do you see? We could have two ends of a spectrum. On one end, there could be more. On the other end, there could be less. And if you look at this, you could see that in order to want more, we are trying to get away from less. Now, all of you know that every time you try to get away from something, does it go away? No. It follows after you. You know that. Sometimes if you want more money, it's because of the fear of having less. So you're getting trying to get away from a certain experience of scarcity. And the medicine for that, the, the, the solution for that, is to have more. And once again, every time, however, that we want more of something, it's because we don't want to have less of it, right? We're trying to get away from less. So if you see this, and we put the word abundance at that spectrum, at the end of that spectrum, because abundance means more, right? We still have scarcity at the other end, don't we? So I'm saying this to you for a number of reasons. A number of people that I've worked with over the years have wanted to have more money. I've worked with millionaires who want to have more money. But the problem is that the more they have, the more they want. I mean, look, I remember when I was a student at UCLA many, many, many years ago, and I had a scholarship from the National Institute of Mental Health to be in graduate school. I got my PhD in psychology at UCLA. And boy, as students, you know, we were so poor back then. I mean, I think students are pretty poor nowadays as well. But back then, I got a $285 a month scholarship. And that was back then. I know it dates me, folks. But back then, it was enough for me to pay rent and have a little left over for food. So I was living all right. And then I remember saying to myself, you know, if I had... $15 more a month, I could go to the movies, take myself out to a restaurant even once a month. So I took on a job as an assistant to a professor earning, you got it, $15 or more a month. Now, listen, this was, oh, please, like 60 years ago, 55 years ago, 60 years ago. So you got to figure that money was in a different place than it is now, right? But let's continue with this. So I was making $15 a month more. About three months later, I remember saying to myself, you know, this is great, but if I could earn a little bit more money, I'd have the ability to buy some new clothes. Well, I took on another assistant job with a professor 
and I was earning, well, he gave me a raise instead of $15 a month, I was earning $20 a month more. So, but the story is this, the more I had, the more I wanted. You see? Now look in your own life. Has there ever been a, an occasion in which you've had money, like you're earning a salary, and something happened, you wanted more? And then you were happy with that salary for a while, but then inside, maybe there's this little niggling voice saying, you know, I think I'd like a little bit more. You see, there's always, from this point of view, a sense of dissatisfaction. Because the more I have, the more I want. Now, getting back to these millionaires, I mean, I discovered this many, many years ago as a, as a student, because I had to say to myself, wait, wait, there has to be a point at which I am satisfied with what I have, and I don't want more. But I'll tell you, it was built into my system. Every time I had a little bit something, I wanted more of it. Going now to the millionaires, in many cases, not all, but a lot of cases, the millionaires I talked with and coached, because that's one of the things I actually I still do now, but especially back then, every time I spoke to someone who was a millionaire, one of the things that I could predict would come out of their mouth is, I want to learn how to make more money. I just, I would love more. So you see, if we look at abundance as more, at the other end, we have to recognize that we're trying to get away from scarcity. Now, back to our circle. And, you know, if you're listening to me and you've made a circle, and as I said, put all the, the pairs of opposites that you and I experience in life, you know, health, illness, love, hate, scarcity, abundance. Do you see that now that we've really looked at abundance? Good, bad. Just think of all the stuff, you know, comfortable, uncomfortable. You and I live in a world of opposites. Do you see that? There's no getting away from it. I mean, think about that for a moment. You and I live in a world in which there's light and dark, hot and cold, in and out. Our brain is geared for opposites. Now, I want you to take a different look here. So, I want you to consider that if we go up and let's say you and I, well, let's look at it this way. You have that piece of paper, right? Now, imagine yourself about six feet hovering above that piece of paper with me so that all you can view is the circle with some blurry words. 
You see, the true nature of abundance is all of it. All of it. And the minute you see that abundance is everything, then it gives you a transcendent moment in which you can ask yourself, how am I willing to live with the true nature of abundance? You know, I remember a minister saying to me of a unity church, he said, you know, come to think of it as you're talking about it like this. I remember a a phrase from the Bible, which said, uh, Jesus said, I've come here to give you life and to have you see it abundantly, the abundant life. And, you know, what do the great teachers really talk about when they say the abundant life? They are talking about all of life because it's impossible for us to cut off one part and say wait i just let me just have more okay but in order to want more what must you be feeling uh less <laughs> can't get away from it so in that case what might we say is the true nature of prosperity. Prosperity occurs when you and I are willing to say yes to all of it. When you and I are willing to say yes to every piece, I am willing to be present to living in a world of opposites. I choose that. Because the minute you are willing, it gives you a moment of transcendence where you can see the possibility of what some great thinkers have been talking about. For example, Doug Hamishol who was the second secretary general in the United Nations. He was Swedish. And he was a very spiritual man. And he had a very famous quote that he lived by. And it's this, for everything that has been, I say, thank you. And to all that is yet to be, I say, yes. I'll say it again, for everything. And, you know, he was looking at the good times and the difficult times, the times in which he experienced plenty, times in which he experienced scarcity, you know, plenty equaling what we normally call abundance, which I hope by now you see that there's really a more transcendent meaning to abundance. It doesn't simply mean more. It means all, all of it. I have come here to have you live all of life. That means 
not just the good times, but the difficult times. Because look at this. I mean, when Doug Hammarskjöld says, for everything that has been, I say thank you, meaning for all that has been, I say thank you. Do you see the incredible courage? Because you see, don't you learn sometimes even more from difficult times than you do from good times? You know, when you're experiencing difficult times, sometimes, not always, but sometimes when you face them and work them through successfully, don't you feel better about yourself? Yes, because you're experiencing in that moment being prosperous. Prosperity is the ability to learn from whatever is before us in life. So seeing it from that point of view, we can see that maybe Doug Hammarskjöld was onto something when he said, for everything that has been, I say thank you. And to all that is yet to be. Now, this is a huge thing. Okay? For everything in the future. Not just the more stuff. Not just the good times. Because we learn, you know, we can appreciate and celebrate and love the good times. What if we appreciated and celebrated and, while not loving the difficult times, maybe appreciating the difficult times? Wouldn't that be a great definition of prosperity? The ability to grow no matter what's there in front of us. So seen from that point of view, then, Doug Hammarskjöld's quote, for all that is yet to be, I say yes. In other words, I'm willing to continue. So in leaving, what I'd love you to look at between now and the next podcast, look at a possibility known as I am willing because that's what Doug Hammarskjöld and so many spiritual teachers and true leaders talk about. Your ability to be willing is your key to prosperity. I'll say that again. Your ability to be willing is your key to prosperity. You may not want to do something, but you can be willing to do it. You can be afraid to do something or afraid to face something, and yet you can be willing. You see, and the minute you say, I am willing, you're saying yes. So the key to prosperity is being willing to encounter whatever is there in your life, being willing to say yes to it all. Because let's face it, in the end run, in the long run rather, whether we are willing or not, we're going to end up facing it. So if you have an economic downturn, 
you can nevertheless be willing to learn from it. You may not know how. You may not think you can learn from it. But I'll bet if you say, if you write down these four words, these are the four most powerful words you can ever utter. Nevertheless, I am willing. Nevertheless means not taking anything away. You see how it circles back to everything. With everything. Nevertheless, I am willing. If you put that down somewhere like a card that you can see before you every day. Because, you know, this is part of training your brain toward the true meaning of prosperity and abundance. You know, don't you want to become truly available to everything that's in your life? You have the power to face, learn from, and prosper from whatever's there. You know, to prosper, another way of looking at it means facing a difficulty and saying, nevertheless, I'm willing to face it, to learn from it, to see what is mine to do. Then prosperity is a state of being, isn't it? It's a state of being. It's what you experience when you say yes to everything. Because there's nothing that's going to take me down. I'm willing to face it. No, at that moment, when you say, nevertheless, I'm willing, you're prospering. So I know that's a lot to think about this week, but this is Dr. Maria saying part one of a three-part series. And um, I just look forward to speaking to you next time. Okay, goodbye for now. <laughs>